Me too. Thanks for calling. All right, you're welcome. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. And there we go. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. We'll be calling Bill and Kim Bragg here in a couple minutes. Uh, we got time for a quick call. If not, we'll put a little music here in a minute or so, and Bill and Kim will be on with us in ten minutes. I have a theme. You do? Yes. It's a Christmas theme. Are you surprised? No. Okay. Well, you know, later this week, not later this week, let me start with earlier this week, we have uh, some surprise people coming up for you to listen to, and earlier this week, we talked with one of them. It had to be a pre-recorded interview, and our guest was born and grew up in France, and he talked with us about holiday traditions and foods and goodies like that. We're going to have a person who will be with us live, not this week, but next week, who grew up in England and will be talking to us about holiday traditions, Christmas, New Year's, foods, um, customs, all sorts of goodies like that. So for us tonight, I would like to know what the traditional holiday foods were when you were growing up. Did you, was there anybody out there who really roasted chestnuts on an open fire? Question. On an open fire. Yeah, did anybody have a Christmas goose? I mean, the, the bird kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sherlock Holmes. And, yeah, hmm? Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes had a Christmas goose. That's sure. Right. Christmas goose is um, one of the more popular birds in England. Yeah. I don't know about here. I don't know anybody who has ever had a Christmas goose. Uh-uh. Don't, you don't hear about it. No. Mm -hmm. So did you ever have a Christmas goose? Christmas cookies, traditional meals. Who eats fruitcake? Who eats fruitcake? Fruit I love fruitcake. I don't. I haven't gotten any this year. Oh no. That's okay. No, it isn't. I'm going to take care of that. That's okay. My Christmas is ultra late this year. I mean, you know that we've had a couple of challenges on this end of the <laughs> of the station this year. Holy cats! And they sort of all came to fruition at the same time this month. Uh, it just happens. I'm oh my goodness! Eh. Well, my Christmas has been delayed at several weeks. Well, hey, you know what? The most important thing of all. What? You're with me now. Oh, my, you're my you. Christmas gift. I mean, that's you are so time. good. So, who's got traditional foods? Do you have tra uh, traditional food? Yeah, I know plenty, you do. Plenty, plenty, plenty. Yeah. I got so much. I should probably save that after the after Bill and Kim. After the interview. Yeah, I can. I could go on and on and on and on and on. Ham, ham on one night. I think. Wait a minute. Let me think. Ham on Christmas Eve. Yes. And on Christmas Day, you have. Something simple. Uh huh. It, it's very, it's a very simple meal on Christmas Day. Yep. Um. Oh, but I, I have a family story to tell everybody. All right, you can do that. that afterwards. It's, All right, you can do that. But I'm but proud of myself that I remembered ham. Yes, right. Christmas Eve. And but traditionally used to be when I was growing up, Welsh rabbit. Rabbit. Uh huh. Okay. I love it's that. It's not really bunny. It's, it's, you take, you take, you know, saltine cracker and pour a wonderful cheese sauce over it. Huh? But right now, we're not having that. Oh, you poor baby. You have well, to eat dinner. I know. 714 <laughs> What kinds of holiday foods did you have 
when you were growing up? What kinds of holiday foods do you have now that are traditional? And is there anybody out there who really, honest to goodness, roasted chestnuts on an open fire or had a Christmas goose for dinner? Hooray. Bird kind with wings. This is dangerous, Sarah. I know. Isn't it? I'm going to hold all my good stories afterwards. Oh, poor Walden. Yeah. He's hanging on as hard as he can. Yeah. As hard as he can. Well, I just want to put a little music on. And that way you and I can stretch and call Bill and Kim. Well, that's okay. I do have one thing to say. Please do. Uh, just two things to say? My dear, don't you know everything we do is we? Okay, well, so we, you, we have two things okay, to say. Okay, so what, the we, what are the two we-we things we have? Oh, <laughs> this is going to be a long night, folks. Hang in. Fasten your seatbelt. It's great here. Okay, I'm talking about traditional foods, Christmas cookies, traditional meals, fruitcake, um, chestnuts, the whole nine yards. And I found two items about traditional Christmas foods. A traditional Christmas dinner in early England, and I hope it was really early, <laughs> was the head of a pig prepared with mustard. Now, does, that, does that make you want to come to the dinner table? Woo I think I may eat my honey baked ham that I just I, got from Bobby and Bobby. <laughs> I think I'd rather say, oh, I think I have the vapors. I'm staying in my room. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, and the second one is, according to the internet, <clears throat> Christmas trees are edible. Many parts of the pine, oh, wow. um, spruce trees, and fir trees can be eaten. Huh. The needles are a good source of vitamin C. Please do not go out and eat these things and then call me and say you threw up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is really gag stuff. But yeah. anyway, according to the information I have, the needles are a good source of vitamin C. Pine nuts and pine cones also a good source of nutrition. There's probably a lot of protein mm -hmm. in there because mm -hmm. it's protein. So anyway, those are my two food things. But I bet people who are listening and our family out there have a lot more interesting things to eat than Christmas trees and pig heads. And that is true. And more appetizing, at least. That is true. Okay. Christmas music. All right. We're going to be back. We're going to quickly stretch and then call Bill and Kim. And we'll be back with our special guest here on Yesterday USA. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. Please have snow. And presents on the tree Christmas Eve will find me Where the love light gleams I'll be home for Christmas If only Christmas. You 
Through the snow in a one horse open sleigh, o'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight! Jingle bells, j- jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. All the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. Oh, what fun to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh! Oh, we have a lot of fun. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle. All the 
better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Why? Santa Claus is coming to town. Gather round. He's making a list. Checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're away. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. With little tin horns, little toy drums, fruity toots toots and rum-a-dum-dum, Santa Claus is coming to town. The kids and girls in Boyland will have a jubilee. They're gonna build a toyland town all around the Christmas tree. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pop. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile. And on every street corner, you Strings 
of street lights, even stoplights blink a bright red and green as the shoppers rush home with their treasures. Hear the snow crush, see the kids rush. This is Santa's big day, and above all this bustle, you. Santa Claus Silver Bell is busy now because it's Christmas time in the city. Ring a ling. It fills the winter air. Hear them ring. You hear it everywhere. Soon it will be Christmas Day. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks. Dressed in holiday style in the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Silver bells and hello, Patricia. Hello, Walton. That's my favorite, favorite Christmas carol. Oh, I know it is. We've got two of my favorite, favorite people with us. Uh, I don't think we let people know too far ahead of time that Bill and Kim Bragg were going to be with us tonight and share in the Christmas fun, Mr. and Mrs. Yesterday USA. Hi, Bill. Hi, Kim. And welcome to our show this time. Ho, ho, ho. And and all that stuff there, like Fibber would say, it is so good to be able to talk with you in, in this way. It's different from what usually happens. We wind up calling you, but um, this time it's the other way around. Talk about Christmas. Bill, before we got on the air, you said you've got big Christmas thoughts for this year. What's happening? I do, I do. You know, I um, always like to live in the present. And uh, it's fun to, to look back and uh, and remember the good old days like we do on Yesterday USA. But I also uh, uh, never overlook the present. You know, the the the, uh, the the present is so wonderful. What's going on right now in the world and in your life and in my life is really important. That's it's, it's a gift. It's a gift, and that's why they call it the present. And so I'm concentrating on the present and planning a big Christmas. And Kim's going to be mighty, as we say down here in Texas. She's going to be mighty surprised. Oh, really? Of what Santa Claus can and will do. Uh, Kim, are you a look in the closet first person? Um. Oh, what do you mean, for my presents? Or? Yeah, like Fibber goes through the closets before Christmas to find out what he's not supposed to know. No, I, I, a lot of times I stumble upon things quite by accident, but I've been warned, I don't know, at least a hundred times to stay away from Bill's car. <laughs> he, has all, he has stuff in there, he's been telling me all week, and it was funny, when I came back today from, I guess I go to, I guess it was 7-Eleven or the grocery store, and um, I opened up the garage door and I saw all these bony little legs running through the garage, so he was at his car when I opened the door, and he just looked so funny, I never saw him move so fast, <laughs> I always saw his legs. 
<laughs> Too much fun. Bill, I would love to know, uh, you've, how long has Yesterday USA been on the air? Bill is our founder and our fearless leader. How long have you been on the air, Bill? Well, I quit counting after 27 years. You quit counting after 27 years. Now, that's a lot of Christmases. It'll be 29 in March. Really? Oh, Bill. We're, we're getting old together here. Um, out of all of those seasons, now we've had Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day times 27, 28 times. What is the most memorable Christmas holiday you recall at the station? Oh, my goodness. There's been, um, there's been so many of them. Well, every, uh, every Christmas is, is something special. And, uh, you know, it's fun to, uh, uh, to look back and, uh, and play these radio shows. And, and it's funny how we'll, we'll pick the same ones and play them over and over and over. And when they play again, it's like, wow, I'm hearing it for the first time. And, uh, I, I guess, um, I guess it was the, uh, toward the first, uh, of the history of yesterday USA, maybe the first, uh, second or third year that, uh, that we did this because what we had to do is we weren't live in those days. So we had to, we had to build a, a set of 16 tapes that had enough Christmas spirit, enough love and enough feeling in it for, for people to, uh, to be able to enjoy it for a two week period. So we used to put a lot of work in them in those days because we didn't have the, uh, the Waldens and the Patricias and the ability to go live. And uh, it was just, uh, it was nice to, uh, it was a great memory just to, to tune it in off the satellite and, uh, and know that people all over the world were listening. I remember there was a little boy that came to the house one time and he could hear the echo. And, uh, uh, and he said, why is there an echo? And I said, well, that's a good question. Because this is the only place in the world where you'll hear that echo. He says, well, what causes the echo? And I said, well, you know, uh, we have a studio in there in the bedroom. And then we have a uh, satellite dish out in the backyard. And then we have a satellite receiver back in the bedroom. And uh, the, the echo is caused by what you hear in the living room versus what you hear coming from the bedroom, which is off the satellite. And he said, I don't understand. I said, well, you see, what happens is in the living room, it runs along a real long wire until it gets all the way across town. And then we feed it into a satellite transmitter and we shoot it up all the way 265,000 miles to a satellite and it bounces off that satellite and it comes down and falls in the satellite dish in the backyard and there's a wire that comes from the satellite dish and leads into the receiver that's in the bedroom and that's how the echo happens and the little boy thought for a moment and said well would it be a lot simpler just to run a wire down the hall <laughs> And that's when I realized uh, the power of what we did because, uh, you know, we, you actually feel and hear the power here in this house because this is where it all comes from. And uh, it, it, that was when I 
came to the realization uh, of the power that we have and the ability that we have uh, to do either good or evil. And uh, it was an easy choice. Do you remember the first year on the station, the first Christmas you had on the station? Yeah, because we were playing, um, uh, we played the um, uh, the Baby Jesus story, the drag dance story. And uh, we played uh, the Amos and Andy Christmas. And we played, played a great Gildersleeve. And uh, boy, at the end of it, Gildersleeve came on in that rich, deep voice. And uh, was talking about all the souls far, far away in the foxholes. And I mean, it just, you know, it, it just took me there immediately. And uh, I, I thought, you know, if I'm getting all of these great memories, what are the listeners getting out of this? I'll bet they're getting some good memories, too. And that was a real good feeling and a real good Christmas present. Okay. I've, been, uh, I've been opening those presents every year Patrice, for about 29 years now, almost. Patricia, I remember the very first time I heard Bill Bragg over the year. It was on a Christmas Eve. It was on It was, a, and I'll tell you the story. Please do. This was about 1990, I would say. John Murray were live on a radio show in Pasadena, California. They traditionally did Christmas Marathon. And they were and Larry on... Larry Gassman. Yes, John and Larry were on live. Uh-huh. Somehow, I think Bill must have gone live that particular time. This would be about 1990. Bill called the station. So he was live on his with his satellite people. John and Larry were live, and he asked the Gassman to sing Christmas carols. What they oh, did. Right. That's do you remember right. that, Bill? Yes, but now that, now that you mentioned it, I do. Yep. Now, I think that night you must have called a couple of disc jockeys, but I remember you called, because it was simulcast. You were doing it, and then they were doing it all, all live. And that's the first time I ever heard you on the air. Oh, yeah. How that much fun is that? Well, I only remembered because Walden reminded me. Uh, five minutes ago, I would not have remembered that unless... Uh, uh, unless I had a little confidence, so thank you. I asked Walden what I did last week, and he remembers. I know, he remembers, he remembers everything. I never remember three-quarters of anything, and he always says, you know, there's this exact time and this exact mm -hmm. time. You know, the secret is, Kim, we don't have to remember because Walden does. That's true. This That's is good for us. Kim, do you have a favorite old-time radio Christmas show? Uh, let me see. It's not one particular. I like them all. Um, I can't think of any right now offhand. You are a curly-headed Phil Harris and Alice Faye person. Is there a show that they did that really makes you sit back and laugh? Yeah, I like the one where uh, the kids um, see Santa Claus and so does Wembley, but Bill and Alice never, never see him. It just, it just makes you believe that Santa Claus is actually sitting there when uh, Wembley was talking to him and the kids do. That's one of my favorite. I laugh at that story because Bill thought he was crazy, you know. Uh -huh. That's probably one of my favorite ones because just the tone of Frankie's voice. While he's talking to Santa Claus, it, it, I mean, he just—he just sounded like a little kid again. It was amazing. Which is why he could see Santa. That, I love that show. That's a great one. I had forgotten about that one for a while. Yeah. And he, he saw Santa. What do you mean you didn't see him? He couldn't understand why the other folks couldn't see Santa. That was yeah. great. Yeah, that, that was, was great. 
How about in the classics? Either one of you have a favorite in the classics. By that, I mean um, It's a Wonderful Life or A Miracle on 34th Street or one of the Damon Runyon uh, shows. What comes to your brain? I like um, Holiday Inn. Ah. Yeah, I love that one, Holiday Inn. Uh-huh. And I, I love all the songs, not, not you know, especially, you know, White Christmas, of course, but I love all the songs that they had. Yeah, I guess Irving Berlin wrote all the music and the songs, and I love their, uh, every, it seemed like every holiday they had, they had a great song, like uh, President's Day and Valentine's Day. It's just a wonderful movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Deal uh, to um, to learn from these old time radio shows that we play. Oh gosh, yes. Uh, you, you listen to them, and and you uh, uh, and, and my favorite part is that which which is uh, what's my favorite part of the of the Christmas season? It's not so much the shows as it is the closing announcement. When they come on and they introduce the uh, uh, the cast and the crew, and then they talk about what's going on, and they'll just casually mention, you know, there's a war going on right now, and there's a lot of people in harm's way, and we uh, hope and we pray that next year this war will be over, and and you think, my goodness gracious, alive, what those people were going through, and then you think for a moment. Well, my God, that was then and this is now. And because it's now, we must have made it through that. And you you uh, can listen to the what's going on in the closing remarks of these radio shows that we're playing at Christmas time. And you'll see the terrible things we're going through. And then to look around and count your blessings and realize, hey, we made it through that. It gives me, uh, it gives me hope. And it uh, it uh, puts a smile on my face. I understand what you're saying. The World War II shows are of particular. Our our Saturday Night Family has a particular fondness for the World War II shows, and I do too. And a lot of it comes from what you just mentioned—the spirit of the people. With roll up their sleeves, they were they for the most part welcomes the opportunity to give up something because it meant they were doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right, and it's just, um, and it's the love that uh, everybody had for one another. Mm-hmm. You know, every, everyone trusted one another and cared about the other person, and uh, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, you couldn't dare even think about doing some of the things people did on a daily basis. Yeah. It didn't be-